Hello all, before we jump into this episode of Stuff Explained, gotta take care of a few things first. One, I hope you are all having a wonderful holiday season, regardless of what you do or don't celebrate. Hope it's filled with love, happiness, joy, connection, all that good stuff. And the second point I want to ask you once again, as I do on every episode, for a favor. And that favor is simply to help the Stuff Explained community thrive, help it grow. And you can do that by following The Motley Experience on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. That's at Motley Experience. Don't forget, there's no E at the beginning of experience. Again, I'm sorry when I made it. Twitter wouldn't let me put it all in there. And then also leave a review. Put some stars up on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else where you can leave a review. It really helps in the charts with visibility and it just gets the word out there. And so reach out, use the hashtag stuff, explain, let me know what you think of past episodes. You can contribute yourself, any stories that you have that the shows brought up. For example, the last episode was about Christmas. What are some great Christmas traditions that you've celebrated or uh, maybe not even Christmas, if it's Hanukkah, anything else, past episodes. What did you really think about that story of how tomatoes came to be a global sensation. Let me know and go back and check out that episode if you don't know what I'm talking about. It's actually one of my favorites, oddly enough, the tomato episode. And that's about it. Follow, like, share, review. Thank you guys so much. And don't forget, use the hashtag stuff explained. Life is a journey of exploration, learning, and growth. Basically, the world is full of fascinating stuff. Join me, Aristides Marousas, as I uncover interesting facts and discuss big ideas on Stuff Explained from the Motley Experience. Experience your world. Hello, everyone. This is Stuff Explained, episode 21. Kind of blows my mind how many episodes of this I'm into. Uh, But this episode is going to be, again, in the spirit of the holidays, more particularly the coming change of year. More importantly, maybe, to some, is the change of decade. And with all the talk of New Year's resolutions and people being even more excited because it's a new decade and what that means for them and for the world and everything like that. Resolutions in general and that sense of renewal is at an all-time high during this season. And so that's why I want to dedicate this episode of Stuff Explained to that topic of renewal. And that's talking about resolutions and different steps that we can take, whether it's this time of year or any time. Welcome back. So, again, everyone's familiar with the resolutions that people take the time to make and unfortunately oftentimes break around this time of year. But I want to get into that a little bit later and actually go through some steps, helpful steps that I've come across that I really want to implement for myself. Uh, But I do want to touch on some themes first. And that is that 
while making resolutions and promises to ourselves and others that this year will be different, that will change and will make healthy changes, there's nothing wrong with it and that's amazing. I think it's very important that we all sit down and realize that every morning we wake up, we have the ability to reset and restart our lives. And so every morning we can shed the burden of our histories and we can step into our new lives, whatever that means, whatever we want that to be, whoever we want to be. And again, this can happen any morning, any afternoon, any evening, any minute, any moment of every day. We have the power within ourselves to stop and say no more. I'm going to be better from this moment forward. And it's oftentimes easier to do this around a big publicly, I guess, celebrated day such as the new year and New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. And that's completely understandable. And and I get that. And I believe I've read some studies that have basically shown that it's easier for people to make them around those days because it just feels, you know, whether it's the beginning of a month or on a birthday or or what have you, um, these like pillars of our calendar year. But we really can do it at any time. We don't have to wait. I've heard people back in September, or even summertime, half jokingly say that they're going to start these new habits in the new year. Well, why wait? Why not start this second? Even today, it is December 29th. It's a Sunday evening that I'm recording this. There's no reason why we can't start today making positive changes, whether that's with finances, our physical health and and diet and exercise, career planning, um, even just something as simple as cleaning and organizing the house. We don't have to wait for this set date of January 1st to do it. And I think that's just something very, very important to note, that we really can do it whenever we want to. And before I get into these really awesome steps that I that I found um, and read, and I do just want to make the note that these are not mine. I wish I came up with these, but I didn't. They come from Christine Hassler and Marie Forleo. And if you don't follow their podcasts and their blog sites and all that stuff, I strongly, strongly recommend you do. These two women have, and just from my own experience, like the I've felt tremendously helped uh, through all of their contributions to to humanity <laughs> is basically one way to put it uh, between books and blogs and uh, interviews and podcasts. Their podcasts are absolutely fantastic. I, I have been helped tremendously. And they sent these out and I basically mashed them together and I want to share them with you. This is something that I'm going to do. But before We get into that. Again, I just want to reiterate the fact that we can change whatever we want to change. Important components of change are acceptance and forgiveness. If you're not able to accept what has happened, accept where you are right now, you're not going to be able to fully move forward. And acceptance doesn't mean giving up. It just means taking a step back and trying to take as much emotion out of it as possible. It's trying to stop making things good or bad. Just, okay, this is how things are. And now that I'm looking at it this way, I can come up with the best logical response of how to move forward 
and get out of this. So that's the acceptance part. And the forgiveness just really helps you shed that burden, whether it's forgiving yourself for acting a certain way or doing certain things or not doing certain things or forgiving another people or circumstances. It really helps you sort of put down that baggage and leave it in the old year. Leave that old version of you behind and you're moving in, you're crisp and clear, you're not bringing anything with you. So that's a very important component of any type of goal setting moving forward. That's something that I've been working on and will continue to work on very much because if you set goals, and I've noticed from my own experience, when you set goals and you don't accept as unbiasedly, if that's a term, as possible, then you're essentially going to, you're trying to do new activities with the same mindset. And this is all about shifting your mindset. And by shifting your mindset and adding that with a shift in actions, um, generally you'll, you'll find better results and learn from it. And so you let go of the past and focus on the present. And also don't dwell on the future. I know a lot of New Year resolutions are about focusing on the future and what we want, but that can sort of put us in a point of a perspective of lack. I want this because I don't have it now. I want to be better at this because I suck at it now. And sometimes we don't even realize that's the kind of self-talk we're generating. But it's important to see what we have now, see what we have going for us now, regardless of whether we see it as good and bad, and try to use that and say, okay, this is where I would like to be in three months, six months, a year, a decade, and then you basically reverse engineer it to your point today and figure out what kind of actions you can set forth while also changing your mindset and realizing that, hey, this is something I can do. Because if you're going to try an action and not believe in it, well, you're, you're essentially cutting your own legs off before you can get there. So you also need to really start affirming to yourself that this is something that can be done step by step, no matter how small each of those steps are, no matter how many steps there might be along the way. And that brings me to my last point before we get into those steps is goal setting. So we have these big ambitions. Hey, I want to look like so-and-so, you know, this celebrity. I want to lose a hundred pounds. I want to have my own super successful business. I want to be a millionaire. And that's, again, nothing wrong with that at all. It's just how do we get to that? What are the small steps that we can do? And even those small steps, we have to be very careful of. Uh, In my own experience, I've tried to break it down into steps. And those steps in themselves required a bunch of smaller steps because I didn't think about it in that way. I only thought about, okay, well, uh, for example, when I wanted, when I was pro wrestling um, full time, I guess you could say, uh, the goal was to make it to. WWE. And to do that, you have to have a certain fitness level. You have to be booked at certain places. And my mind was always on, oh man, I'm not there. I'm not on this show. I'm not on that. And that kind of unhealthy outlook was part of the reason why I eventually ended up stepping back from it because I I realized that I was not approaching it with the right mental attitude. Whereas what I should have done or, or what I guess I would do if I were to go back would say, okay, I need to go to the gym six times a week, for example. I need to, you know, reach out to these people. I need to break it down into the smallest possible steps, even as small as just sending a message to a promoter or a friend who works on a different show and saying, hey, um, can I come with you? 
or do you have any advice or things like that. Breaking it down to those little steps and realizing that everything you're doing is getting you closer and closer to those larger goals, to those push goals, and eventually to those dreams that you had in the first place. So, and there you have it. So, going to take a quick break to take care of some more housekeeping type stuff and we'll be back with the steps. It's about 11 steps. They're really fantastic and I'm actually very excited to go through and start doing them on uh I'm I'm planning on setting it up on on New Year's Eve. So, stay tuned. Hey you, yeah, you over there listening to Stuff Explained from the Motley Experience. So if you're already listening to Stuff Explained from the Motley Experience, why not take that next step and head on over to themotleyexperience.com forward slash connect. Then all you got to do is enter your email address and you instantly become a part of the Motley Experience community. By doing this, you'll get the weekly insider newsletter That gives you all the latest and greatest from the Motley Experience, including updates from your favorite podcast, Stuff Explained. Again, themotleyexperience.com forward slash connect. There's absolutely nothing like having custom-made quality music for whatever your project might be. So if you're in the market for custom-made music, look no further than Retcon Industries. They provide tailor-made music for all sorts, whether it's professional wrestling, podcasts, trailers and so much more they can do it for you so for more information go to www.retconindustries.com or email my good friend greg at retcongreg at gmail.com retcon industries can also be found on facebook and on instagram at retcon industries that's r-e-t-c-o-n industries So the following steps, I just want to remind everyone, I did not come up with. They belong to a combination of Christine Hassler. So go check out all her stuff and Marie Forleo. Go check out all her stuff as well. Marie Forleo, in fact, just came out with a book in September called Everything is Figureoutable. Absolutely amazing. Probably the best self-improvement, self-help book I have ever read because it actually gives you concrete steps on what to do. So go check those out. And Christine Hassler and Emery Forley both have amazing podcasts. So the following steps can be used for a year in review and also a decade in review. And uh, the reason it's a cool concept to do a decade in review is because, one, it only happens every 10 years. You only have the chance to do that. And two, I think we often forget how much we've accomplished in the last 10 years, it sort of becomes a blur in our minds. We're dealing with all the stresses of the future and the hurts of the past and like what's not good enough today. And we forget how much we have done in the span of 10 years, even one year. There's so much that can happen in one single year. So let's jump into it with step one. So with step one, we start out with reviewing our accomplishments, significant events, struggles, and blessings from the last year 
or 10 years. I'm just going to, for you know, simplicity's sake, stick with year in review, but you can apply all of these to a decade in review as well. Okay. So again, step one is we just review all the major moments, accomplishments, accomplishments, significant events, struggles, and blessings that have happened. We don't have to go through and remember every single one, but just the ones that come to mind that feel they had the most impact on us. Step two, what were the biggest lessons and insights from all of these events? So we go through all of those accomplishments, significant events, the struggles and the blessings, and what did we learn from them? What did we get out of them? And then once we figured that out, we ask ourselves, why are these important? And again, we're writing all of this down because there's something about writing, not typing, writing that really helps with this entire process. And I kind of thought that was a bit hokey at first, but I've gotten into journaling, not nearly as often as I should, but I can definitely tell you there's something therapeutic about getting all of those thoughts and ideas and that energy really out through your hand and onto a piece of paper, actually seeing it manifest into a physical reality onto a piece of paper. Step three, pat yourself on the back and acknowledge how far you've come in this last year, or again, in the last decade. And really just think about it, how much you've overcome, how much you have survived, how much that you've had to walk through, good and bad, what you've actually done in that time frame. And don't think about, oh, but it could have been better. Think about what you actually did. Step four, write down what you want to leave behind. So basically, the first three steps are just essentially acknowledging what did happen. And now step four is we're releasing, we're letting go of what we don't want to carry with us into this new year, into this new decade anymore. So limiting beliefs, attachments, self-criticisms, even people and places, any resentments that we have, we write all of that down. Things that we want to forgive, whether it's forgiving ourselves or forgiving others. So again, we write all of this stuff down, all of this nasty stuff that we just don't want to live with anymore, essentially. And optional, uh, you burn that list. Once you write it down, it's a bit ceremonial, a bit ritualistic, but then we burn that list, we release it. And we just have to be present in that process. But again, that's up to you, up to you. Step five, write out everything you want in the new year without censoring yourself. This can be a bit tricky, especially if you're very um, critical, if you're hypercritical of yourself. But I've found that doing this is insanely therapeutic. Literally take a piece of paper, a clean sheet of paper, and just write down until you fill that up or you could set a timer for 10 to 15 minutes and just write out everything you want. What do you want? It can be anything from more friends to a relationship to a new job to more money. Just just write it all out. Don't stop yourself. Don't think if you know you should be writing this. Just completely uncensored, unfiltered, get it all down on that piece of paper. When you are done with that, we move on to step six. We go through each one of the bullet points, if you will, that we just listed, and we add a why. Why do we want this? Why is this important to us to have, to do, to gain moving forward? Once we fill that out, we then review the same list another time. So we review again, 
And then we limit the list to the ones that contain the most compelling and deep whys. What is the most life enriching? Why do we want to do these? Is it really just for our ego so we can say that we have this? For example, you want um, a Mercedes. There's nothing wrong with that. But do you really want that Mercedes because of what that means of owning you know, that kind of brand? Or do you really just want a car as a means to to drive around. You know, it's really just assessing why you want what you say you wanted and figuring out and reverse engineering your own mind and psyche to understand why that's a want in the first place. This is important. And if this sounds tedious, it is to an extent. And I've done variations of this over the last few months through Marie Forleo's book, which has amazing exercises in it. And I'm telling you guys, like it's, uh, it's very insightful Um, and it kind of gets you to think again about your ambitions and and whatnot. So the tedium is important though, uh, because it's work. We don't like to think of, of improving ourselves as work. We kind of want like a miracle pill. Oh, if I read this, if I meditate all of a sudden, everything's better. That's not how it works. We really have to go through it and, and, you know, check that list multiple times and write it down and be as analytical as possible to really figure out what's best for ourselves, what we really need as opposed to just want. And that's how change happens. Same thing with going to the gym. You know, you can't just print out a workout and then do that a bunch of times and think you're going to get results. No, you need to check your progress, switch things up every once in a while, see what works, what feels good, what doesn't feel good, keep learning and improving your form and things of that nature. So yes, it is a lot of work, but the payoffs are very much worth it. So that was step six, reviewing the list, adding your why. Step seven was reviewing again and limiting the list to the most compelling and deep whys, the most life enriching. Now step eight, we go through this new, now narrow down list and identify a single small step to start for each one of them. Now to make it easier, maybe if it's just for the year instead of the decade, you can narrow it down to your top three, top five, whatever you're comfortable with. If you have 10, um, I would be a little bit careful, especially if this is your first time doing it. You can have those 10 there. There's You don't have to get rid of them. I'm not saying that, oh, you're just going to wait until next year, but you want to pay a special focus on your top three. And the reason for that is if you're able to narrow your focus down to the top three, you won't feel as overwhelmed by thinking, oh my God, I have all these things, all these different steps I have to do. What are your top three goals? Whether it's for health, finances, career, uh, community, helpfulness, whatever it might be, what are your top three that resonated most deeply with you because of those whys that you just went through? So we've narrowed it down to those top three. Great. We now know what steps, what immediate steps that we can start doing today or tomorrow to get those. So again, just throwing an example out there with the fitness. Step one is calling up a gym and starting a membership. Yes, the steps can literally be that simple. And the more simple they are, the easier they are to check off. And by checking those off, you make yourself feel better, which makes you more likely to continue to check off those those steps, those checkpoints until you finally have achieved your goal. You're basically, you know, doing some psychological tricks on yourself. Now, step nine, imagine yourself five years from now as if you've completed 
those goals. You've achieved them. You've attained it. And just sit for a moment and just just really feel in your mind, in your body, how that feels. You're basically pretending in that moment. You're projecting yourself forward five years. You've done it. You've done it. How awesome does that feel? And just let that go through you. And for some, this might be a little too woo-woo. But if you actually just, you know, kind of find that little private space and just do it just for a few moments, I guarantee you'll feel, um, you, you won't help but be able to smile a little bit and just sit with that for a bit. It feels good. I've done it. I've, I have done these things that I've wanted to do for so long that I feel were so necessary for my own improvement, my own evolution. And step 10 is writing that out. So once you feel that, you then write out how that feels. How does it feel to be in that space? The step after that, step 11, is writing and speaking aloud affirmations that are related to these goals. And it's important to write it out and speak it. I found that saying affirmations to myself in the morning, in the evening, afternoon, or anytime I'm feeling a bit stressed helps a lot. Actually saying it out loud doesn't have to be super loud, but just enough that you can hear and saying it with conviction. So these affirmations can be anything from, I am worthy, I am capable of doing this, I am strong enough, I am smart enough, whatever whatever you want, I am resourceful enough. And again, you can change them depending on what the goals are. You can tailor these affirmations, but write it down and then speak it out loud and then repeat to yourself those affirmations anytime you're feeling stressed or just in the morning when you're starting your day or at night before you go to sleep. Just keep saying it so so you help yourself believe it. And then finally, step 12. And this one, I'm going to be completely honest, I was a little, I felt a little weird about this one, but I think I'm going to give it a shot anyways. Write a letter from your future self to you. So let's say we project ourselves forward again five years from now after we've completed everything we've wanted to complete, and we're writing back to our current self, so the present self. So the 2019 version of you is opening a letter and reading from a 2024 New Year's Eve version of you who's done it all. They've done all the goals you want to set, and they're, you know, they're feeling themselves, and they know you're in a bad spot. They know that you're stressed and that you feel hurt and that you feel like you're not going to be able to do things, or you know, maybe you're not feeling the most attractive, the most capable. You're not feeling like you're the most intellectual person, and, and you're just all these limiting beliefs and fears that we have and concerns and trauma that we're dealing with. Basically, you're writing a letter to yourself saying, it's all going to work out. It's okay. The things you're worried about right now aren't going to matter in five years, yet alone two or three months from now. You're okay. You've got everything you need. You're going to work hard, and you will accomplish your goals. You will accomplish your dreams. And so you write that out to yourself. And I did a practice, again, similar to this through Marie Forleo, and it was very, very emotional because you're essentially talking to your inner child. And I've mentioned inner child in a few other podcast episodes, but that's essentially what you're doing. That scared, hurt little kid that's inside of you that needs that reassurance. That is what you're doing for yourself. 
and it's coming from you in the future who, again, is successful, has done it. They've made it. They've survived. Not only survived, but they've thrived. And now they're trying to reach back and let you know that you're going to do it. You're okay. You're going to be okay. It's all going to work out. And so those are the 12 steps. And again, you can do this maybe once, do the first round for the year. So just what you want out of 2020. And then if you're feeling a little froggy, you want to take that jump, do it again, maybe another day, because this whole process is most likely going to take a few hours. Do another day for the decade in review. And just, you know, a quick, quick um, not really a tangent, but just in my own, my own experience, when I just for a few moments thought about my decade in review, it's absolutely crazy when you think about all the accomplishments, most of which I don't really consider accomplishments because like, oh, you're supposed to do that. But they are accomplishments, graduating high school, graduating college, uh, starting my um, my pro wrestling career, uh, wrestling overseas, starting a radio show in college, starting my own blog, podcast, getting work, getting employed at a big company, um, you know, relationships, friendships, places I've traveled to, things I've made. I learned how to make soap. I learned how to take care of myself. You know, I lived by myself. Uh, All the different things that that come across, that's a lot. You do a lot in 10 years. And so when you think about it in those terms and don't take anything away from yourself, don't do what I was doing originally saying, well, well, you know, everyone's supposed to graduate high school. No, you graduated high school. You did that on your own. You went to college. You graduated college, if that's applicable to you, on your own. You got a job. You worked there. You Whatever accomplishments you have, even small ones like learning how to cook, because maybe you came from an environment that, you know, that really wasn't a thing. You learned how to cook. Maybe you learned how to cook healthy dishes. You know, (laughs) there's, there's so much. You traveled to a place that you'd wanted to travel to for a long time. You moved out. You bought a house. You bought a car. You ended an unhealthy relationship. Um, there's, there's literally an infinite amount of things that we can look back on big and small and be proud of and realize that we were strong enough to accomplish those. We were strong enough to live through all the struggles that we've been through in this last year and last decade. And with that strength, with those lessons, with the experience that we've gained, with the wisdom that we've gained and with newfound tools that we've added to our, to our tool belt, And, you know, with this raising awareness and consciousness of ourselves and where our traumas may lie and everything that we need to do to become the best versions of ourselves and take care of ourselves so that in return we can take care of others and, you know, the world, if you want to be super grandiose about it, is um, it's it's really a fantastic way to begin the, the new year, the new decade too. And so again, I'm super excited to get into this. I fully acknowledge that it's going to be tedious and there's going to be parts where my hand's going to cramp and I'm going to think this is complete BS. I don't want to do this anymore. I'll be fine. It's just another day. Um, Who cares if the dates change, but I'm going to push through it anyways because I feel very strongly that this is is going to be super beneficial. And that's why I wanted to share it with you. So again, thank you. They're probably not listening, but one can hope, I must affirm, uh, that I'm worthy of being listened to. But Thank you to Marie Forleo and Christine Hassler for everything that they've ever done for myself and for others and for coming up with this list and sending that out and emailing and making it 
available for free to the public. You can go to any one of their websites, literally Google Christine Hassler New Year or Marie Forleo New Year, New Decade, and you will find links to everything that I've just talked about in much more detail, as well as, you know, you might get put onto one of their programs or their books or podcasts, which is only going to benefit you. So this is just turning into a, a bit of a runaway train. I don't want that to happen. So I wish all of you a very happy and healthy new year. Uh, next week, the podcast will be the first of the new year. That's that's cool. That's pretty cool. And so until then. Stuff Explained is written and produced by me, Aristides Marousas. Music is produced by the talented Greg Massey of Retcon Industries. Visit themontleyexperience.com for more thoughtful original content, and you can also find links to the sources used for each episode of Stuff Explained. Like us on Facebook at The Motley Experience. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Motley Experience and use the hashtag Stuff Explained. If you like this episode, leave a review, subscribe, and share with a friend. Thank you for listening.